Welcome to the Culture Builders podcast channel, looking at how individual and team performance builds strong cultures. Hosted by Jane Sparrow and Chris Preston. You are listening to a burst episode. I want to start this podcast with a joke, so bear with me. And here it goes. I can't take my dog to the park because every time I do, she's attacked by ducks. I guess it's my fault for buying a purebred dog. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you very much. No, thank you. I'm here all week. So, humour, laughter. I should imagine that most of you just groaned at my joke. And worryingly, probably one or two of you have now stopped listening. But this short burst podcast from from us is all about humour and the way that we've been using it in the last few months. And in particular... I'd like to make a request to please let's try and bring it back a bit. You're probably like me that at the start of the initial lockdown period in the UK and wider, we saw a whole host of funny pictures, of videos, of quips and jokes and perspectives on the situation. My WhatsApp was pinging away crazily, people sharing all sorts of things. Some of it funny, some of it not funny, some of it eye-wateringly terrible. But it was a a response to the pandemic. It was our way of still retaining humour and connection as things got quite tough. And I've noticed and other people have noticed and the stats are bearing this out that as the lockdown has progressed, as we've been through the ups and downs, this humour, this kind of outpouring of human connection through a, a medium that we don't quite understand has lessened. And we've moved far more into the nuts and bolts and the, the basic needs of communication. So I say humour's not quite understood, laughter's not quite understood. Do some research on this and you'll find the same thing, that there's no one agreed perspective on why we laugh and why we use humour. There's all sorts of theories, and they range from the simple, such as it just helps us connect as a social group of creatures, to things like it's good for calming aggression, which it is. It helps you find a partner, which it does. We all like to be with funny people, obviously to a certain degree. It also, it's believed to be there as a way of expressing joy at finding the solution for a situation or spotting an error. A lot of comedy and humour is based on error, and we find it funny when we see the, the, the problem that is inherent within the joke. We also believe that it can be used just as a way of expressing our happiness. And all the theories that talk about human connection with with laughter and talk about solving problems what they don't always cover is the fact that a three-year-old child will giggle and laugh at something that none else will find funny so it can be spontaneous and an outpouring of delight so there's lots of reasons why we should laugh and in a workplace there's lots of reasons why it helps it's proven to help with our productivity It helps ease tensions. You get a happier workforce. But also, the dark side is if you're not careful, you can have a workforce that is crude, that is exclusive, and can use uh, humour as a weapon. So it has to be applied properly. There's no doubt that it eases stress. For a long time, laughter therapy has been a mainstay in some treatments for people with things like depression and other issues around their well-being. 
And the request is, how do we get it back? How do we bring humor back in a way that means that people are included, that we turn the doll back up slightly? Because my sense is right now, as we've spoke about previously, and as all the data is saying, that this second phase of our response to the pandemic, whilst necessary in many ways, really has hit us at the worst time. It's getting dark, it's getting cold, the weather's turned, the clocks have gone back for many countries, and other countries are just experiencing a shift in their seasons. And it's hard. It's hard now to stay cheerful, to stay bright, and particularly as well where the longer-term effects of being in a lockdown situation are starting to change how individuals and organisations can cope, and indeed their ability to cope fundamentally. So I'm not saying laughter is the panacea that we need, but it's certainly the oil that will keep the gears running a little bit more smoothly. Think about how can you use this practically. And don't be too afraid of making this something that you do as a structure. Some really good teams that I'm working with right now, every time they start a meeting, they start with a joke. Now, like my purebred dog, they're awful and people groan, but they also smile. And also as well, sharing appropriately the funny things that will make people smile. Turn that dial back up. Think about who could I send something on to? And also, as well, how can I create something that's funny? So in a way that's inclusive. Will the other person smile? Will the other person understand it? If I take my joke about the purebred dog, the chances are that some people who are second English speakers won't understand the link between a purebred dog and a loaf of bread because for them, the words mean separate things. So humour's there to be used. Humour's there, we need to put it back in. We need to make sure that we are smiling. When we smile, we're happier that often our physical appearance can drive how we feel. And if you don't believe that, sit and frown for five minutes and see how you feel, and then sit and smile for five minutes and notice the difference. So humour. Humour me and humour others. Think about how can we bring it back in? How can we invite it? How can I ask people to share more of the things that they find funny? And it could just be the questions that you ask. You know, what's the most ridiculous thing that's happened to you in the last couple of months? And for me, I was sat on a Skype call today and my dog was running around the house with a chicken in her mouth. A rubber chicken, I hasten to add, that was squeaking furiously. So I took the chicken off her and jammed my pencil through the squeaker. And as you can imagine, the people on the Skype call were instantly horrified. Now, I, I find it hard not to laugh at that point. Uh, they didn't, but it made me smile. So you know, think of what's the most ridiculous thing that's happened and share it. There's a lot of comedy in tragedy. And sometimes it's a way of healing and making people feel better about what's happening. So that's my challenge to you. And I will leave you with another joke. What does it take to make an octopus chuckle? It takes 10 tickles. There you go. You can share that with pride. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Continue the journey at www.theculturebuilders.com.